a good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkes, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. Hello and happy good morning. Today it is your guest podcast host, Devin Pasha. Hi everyone, live from the show floor at IMEX, first full day, and I am ecstatic to be able to welcome to our mic and to the Design to Change podcast, Carolina Panoff of Be Well Disco. Did I get that right? B-U Disco, Disco. almost. Almost. (laughs) I'm so excited. So Caroline and I got to participate yesterday at She Means Business, um, Smart Monday. And I wanted to share Carolina's story because we talk about change makers, we talk about pioneers, and I I don't want to steal your thunder. So please tell us about the disco. Okay, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm so excited. Um, Well... My name's Carolina Panoff. I'm the CEO and founder of BU Disco and a transformational life coach. I started coaching about five years ago and about three years ago, three and a half perhaps, I was really inspired after the pandemic to go ahead and reach more people. The type of life coaching I was doing, I was working online in a, you know, like a Zoom setting, working with clients for anywhere from three to six months. And, um, yeah, COVID really changed and switched things up for me and also got my entrepreneurial gears flowing again. I always wanted to um, to start a business outside of just being a service provider, so just outside of being a life coach, but I never landed on something that I loved enough, that meant enough to me to go ahead and finally take the, the jump and the leap and do it. And um, yeah, COVID really inspired me by seeing how much disconnection really was in the world and how much disconnection I was even feeling within myself. You know, it's as if we would walk outside and we would see people and the med- the first thought would be, do they have it? Like, are they okay? Are they yeah. safe? And it was really like keeping us separate. And um, I wanted to see how can I curate an experience that is designed to bring people together that is designed to go ahead and shed this armor, this conditioning, this fear that we've all, you know, the world already has that, but you take COVID on top of it, it's like fear 3.0. How can we go ahead and start to cut through that? And um, that was a real inspiration for me to start my, my team building company, which combines mindfulness, music, dance, and different wellness modalities, including my coaching, uh, to curate an experience that really unifies people, that cuts past the armor. There's always this one piece of clothing, even here at IMEX, there's one piece of clothing that all these people are wearing that's invisible. And that's our protective armor. That's our conditioning. And that's what keeps us from connecting with people openly. That's the thing that when you walk into an elevator and there's another human and you just don't say a word, that, that's what that is. So um, yeah, these experiences really go deep. They help people unravel that and just embrace authenticity. 
Absolutely. What was really inspiring was watching people interacting with the experiences you curated here at IMAX, especially at She Means Business. The opening session, the very first thing that everyone got to participate in was an experience that took away that piece of armor. Mm. Uh, and I was hoping you could share with our listeners how that experience was curated. Because for me, what I was looking at was Carolina leading a silent disco, but a silent disco of wellness, a <laughs> yes. silent disco of presence, mm. a silent disco of peace of mind and mindfulness. Yeah. And as an observer, what I was watching was you literally changing the behavior of everyone there from afraid, from wearing that armor, from coming from a place of separateness to creating a community of togetherness, mm. all with this experience that was like something I had never seen before. And I was wondering, how did you come up with this idea to take this silent disco sure. and your mindfulness practice and and this thought of how can we remove that last barrier to create more intimate event communities? Sure. Um, well, silent disco is actually a word that I try to not use because everybody has seen silent disco headphones. Mm -hmm. They all know the traditional, typical silent disco party. And that can sometimes confuse the market, right? Because mm -hmm. like obviously working with event planners, when I've been growing my business, I really position myself as wellness team building and we just so happen to use these headphones to create a container into the present moment. So one thing that really happens, what's quite beautiful when you use those headphones is the second somebody puts them on, all distraction pretty much dissolves. Absolutely. You really come into a state of presence and with the type of content that we're curating through these experiences, which is you know, combining meditation with dancing and really getting people like out of their comfort zone and embracing self-expression in new ways, nonverbal communication, really mirroring each other's movements and building empathy with each other. It's one thing that we do a lot is mirroring. And we do that because even if you were to mirror my hands right now, we're moving our hands we're side moving to our side. <laughs> yes. Move your yeah. hands side to side if you're listening to our podcast <laughs> right now. But we're mirroring each other and people are actually looking, which is interesting, and like, what are they experiencing and how can I experience that? Yeah, but the, the mirroring is actually a doorway into empathy. Um, in dance music therapy, dance music therapists will go ahead and use mirroring techniques, so basically copying each other's movements as a, some, a subconscious, unconscious way of just saying, hey, I see you, I get you. It's as if I'm walking in your shoes when we try on each other's movement. So that's a big part of the experience as well as we're building empathy, but using nonverbal communication. Um, but yeah, what we did at Smart Monday, we kicked off the, the session with a uh, intention setting journey. So that was like a meditation where we really got clear on what is our intention? What are we really hoping to receive out of the session today or out of this content? Is it a new connection? Are we trying to accelerate our business? Are we wanting to just be kinder to ourselves today or perhaps stay hydrated? You know, an intention could be something so simple like, I just want to drink enough water. Right. And, you know, at IMAX, it's always like, I have to remember to wear comfortable shoes and drink enough water. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, hitting the pause button here is I've noticed it myself. You know, you're trying to cram so much content into a couple of days mm -hmm. and we really forget to go ahead and just press pause and check in and see like, how, how is my body feeling? Like, 
am I dehydrated? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. these real natural bodily functions that we're not even supposed to have to think about, they're like autonomic, they're, they're autonomous, they just, they just work. We can really ignore them sometimes when we're like, you know, when we're scheduling so much throughout our day and, Absolutely. and forget. I think what was interesting is as you were leading the meditation, you were leading the intention setting, everyone who was setting their intentions, especially after when they got to verbalize their intentions to each other, yeah. what I witnessed was that they were changing their own behavior. Mm. Like I'm, I thought I was coming in here one way, but in fact, I'm going to set my own behavior goals for the day. And, and through that could change even how they participated in the next session in the rest of the day for IMAX in general. And I was wondering how you came up with this idea, mm. this practice to, to allow people not to think about the behaviors of others that they have to change, but just their own behavior change. Mm -hmm. Well, I think a big thing, a big experience or a thing that I've experienced myself is within the wellness space, um, especially like yoga studios, for example, mm -hmm. uh, this is a personal story, but eight years ago, I moved to West Palm Beach and I didn't know anybody. And I was into, you know, health and wellness. I was like, how can I meet friends in this space that share the same values as me? So of course I'm like, let's, let's sign up for a yoga studio. That's where the yoga people are, the healthy people are, right? And I walk into this yoga studio and I tried a couple different ones and um, 10 minutes early, hoping to make some connections. And the energy in there was so fearful, fear-based because everybody's sitting on their mat. They all want to connect with each other because why do we pay $180 a month to do yoga when we can get it online for free? It's because obviously you want to have a good experience in person, but you want connection. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason we don't drink alone at home. We go to a bar. We're not trying to spend extra money on the alcohol, we want connection. And what I saw in that room was that all these people are wanting connection, but we're just sitting there not speaking to each other, too afraid to connect. So what I try to incorporate into all my experiences is this permission slip to connect. Somehow along the, along the way, we've come across conditioning that says like, it's, you know, if you connect with another human, they might reject you, be, be that fearful. That fear of rejection yes. supersedes the desire to connect. Right. And then it's so sad because we don't give ourselves the opportunity to actually create in our lives what we truly desire, which is the connection. So even in that moment, I felt in completely awkward in this yoga studio and I went there for connection and I didn't say a word to anybody because I fell right in line with the energy of the space. So having had that experience, I really make sure to curate spaces where people are given permission to connect. So that's why we don't just do a meditation. At the end of the meditation, I'll say, turn to the person to your right and just share what was your intention. And now we're creating conversations that perhaps if that prompt wasn't there, those people would have never connected. Um, so every single, every single experience is connecting people to each other and giving permission slip after permission slip. And the funny thing is we're all adults. We don't need permission, but sometimes we still act like we do. I, I love that idea, the permission slip to connect. It, it's funny because we're, we're sitting amidst 10,000 people walking around <laughs> right now. 
and and the energy of oh do I have an appointment do I not have an appointment can I go sit at at this space or can I take some of your iced tea maybe because I'm thirsty and, and everyone's <laughs> walking around and you can sense that fear that fear of rejection or that fear of, of not having permission to do something but in the spaces that I saw you curate you really began to take away those barriers thinking through to the theme of this year's IMEX of human nature mm. and thinking through to our collective passion for empathy, for adding empathy to design. If you could redesign part of the IMEX experience, just walking on the show floor, what would you redesign? Hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, this is my first IMEX, so I don't have a ton of experience here. Um, Wow, I'm going to have to think about that one. I mean, it's honestly really beautiful what they've done. I love the Inspiration Hub and how they have these like smaller little breakout sessions with areas where people can rest. I would certainly say more bathrooms. Um, <laughs> and um, what would create more connection? I mean, I see people connecting everywhere that I look. And I see openness as well. As I'm walking by, people are actually in their booths and they're saying hello and they're waving to me. And perhaps I'm like bolting to my next meeting. Um, But there is a real beautiful, like this industry I think is one of the best industries that I've ever worked in because people generally, like in order to throw a good party, it's you know, meeting planners, they're typically really cool people. (laughs) We like to think so. Yes. Whether you're incentives, (laughs) meetings, like I've been blown away at just like the, the level of connection that people already Mm -hmm. do have, but yeah, I'll have to come back to that one. I need to think about it for a podcast version too. Okay. (laughs) What I, what I loved about connecting and again, that, that permission slip to me, the design goal of that was to take away that barrier, especially the first thing in the morning, that first session on Smart Monday. It's the first time we're all coming together. And, and you could sense in the morning those who were here for that full day were like, okay, I just got my coffee and, and I'm going to go to my first session. Is it this session? Is it that room? And, mm-hmm. and you could still sense a little bit of that, that buttoned up energy. The, the shoulders were still a little tight. People were kind of gripping their coffee. They were sitting with lots of space in between one another, yes. sort of creating their own little silos. Uh-huh. And to observe this experience that you curated, how you change their behavior towards the space, how you change their behavior towards each other, mm-hmm. and then to watch them then leave the space with relaxed shoulders, with smiling faces, with this different energy of, I know what I'm going to do today, and I'm going to go out and do it. So to, to the listeners, you know, maybe the disco is something you can add to your event, not a sales pitch, but but to see through experiences that you can design that give people permission to break down the silos. Yes, I think, I think that's quite... Um, if I really have to sum up what we're doing in this industry, I see this as a, a major disruption to team building. Um, this is not your escape room style team building or your trust fall style team building. This is something that actually connects to something, something far deeper. So our emotionality as humans. Um, in the last session for Smart Monday, multiple people were crying during the session. And it was so beautiful to see 
because some of the things that we do is we'll have people start start out setting an intention for themselves, but the at the end, I'll have everybody, you know, as after we've gone through the dancing portion and like connecting and really high vibe, having a lot of fun with each other with all these connection prompts. One of the last things that I'll prompt people at the end is, and we're all standing in a circle. So just if you're listening here, imagine a group of 150 people standing in a circle and they're being asked the question, what do you hope to see in this world? What is a collective intention that we can set together to make this world a better place? And we're going to go ahead and turn that intention into a movement. And some people hug themselves, right? And then everybody else in the group copies them and hugs themselves too. Some people are blowing kisses to each other. Some people turn to the person next to them and hug each other. And we're all copying each other's movements. And everybody has their own unique of expressing, you know, expressing this. And it's so cool to see everybody come together with these unique expressions and what happens and what we can communicate non-verbally when we have the space to do it. And um, it, it's a really powerful unifying experience. Absolutely. It's, it's so interesting to think about the theme of human nature, to think about breaking free of mm. the norm, to think about how we're really designing experiences that change behavior. But to see what you were doing is to change our fear behavior into participatory behavior, mm. into removing that to allow us all to be human, but make it a safe place to be human where we can be vulnerable and silly and loving and flawed. Yes, yeah. But it's, it's building that acceptance of that humanity mm -hmm. that allows us to be more present where we're going because we, we find more value. Exactly, yeah. One of the key tenets of the experience is you know, you're going, one thing I always say is you are entering a portal towards greater well-being, connection, and self-expression. Like those are the three things. And the self-expression piece is really fun as well because typically, you know, we all have that dance move that we'll bring out at the, the wedding or that we feel comfortable. It's kind of like in our back pocket there. And if we continue just moving in that exact same way, we're kind of staying in our comfort zone. We're not really opening ourselves up for new opportunities in our life. We're just playing the same old song over and over again. This experience really invites people to step out of that comfort zone because when we do that and we explore new movements and we have a safe space to just play, yeah. you know, this, this element of play, that's something we've really lost as adults. And we're bringing that back in because it's not about what it looks like. It's truly about what it feels like and like just having fun. And one thing I love seeing is like you can have a room with some of the meetings we've done of like of time people wearing suits, you know, <laughs> energy is very serious. We're kind of coming, we're coming in here. We're, we know what we're doing. They put their headphones on. They're like, what are we getting ourselves into? We have no idea what this is. <laughs> and by the end of it, they're just like so playful and connecting like almost like little kids hugging each other. And it's, I, I think human nature something that's just baseline to our humanity is connection. Absolutely. You know, and all the things and all the barriers that keep us from connecting are the things that we're trying to gently just let that shed, take yeah. that off. It's almost like permission to be you. Yeah. And that's why it's called be you disco. <laughs> I, I had the pleasure of, of following Carolina actually at smart Monday and to feel the message that it's okay to be you bleeding into this idea of 
your superpowers and identifying your superpowers, I think gave our participants a way to think about how these events are designed to not just help them find RFPs and connections and, and industry work, but allow them to design for themselves, to design a better, more playful, more human, more vulnerable, but a better you. And I loved that that tag team partnership. So I want to thank you so much for design for joining us on the Design to Change podcast and for sharing the ability for us to be more human and more playful. Mm. And just I want everyone to go just find their their extra dance move, not the not the regular one. <laughs> want to dance in front of your mirror today and bring that extra dance move out, and you're in good company here at Design to Change. So thank you so much for joining us at IMAX 23, and we look forward to the next time we get to disco together. Awesome! Thank you so much, Devin. You're I welcome. appreciate it. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rule Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations.